0: You can listen to The Front on your smart speaker every morning. To hear the latest episode, just say, play the news from The Australian. From The Australian, here's what's on The Front. I'm Claire Harvey. It's Monday, April 17. Serious concerns are being raised about the treatment of a young woman whose allegations resulted in her father serving the longest ever prison term for child abuse. Staff who worked at the hospital where she was treated, including with controversial recovered memory therapy, say a treating psychiatrist appeared to become over-involved in her case. That's a revelation in our hit podcast, Shadow of Doubt, now available wherever you get your podcasts. The Australian Defence Force is using Chinese drones from a company blacklisted by the United States six months after the Pentagon banned the company and six years since concerns were first raised about the Chinese manufacturer's links to the People's Liberation Army. Defence Minister Richard Marles has ordered Defence to audit its entire supply chain. There's another headache for Defence this time involving the Ukrainians begging Australia for our brand-new Hawkeye vehicles and the Defence Department refusing to hand them over. The Hawkeyes have a problem with their brakes, but the Ukrainians say they don't care. So, what's going on? That story in just a moment. That's the sound of a book, the Cold War-era Soviet missile system that has helped Ukraine hold off Russia's illegal invasion. The book is a surface-to-air radar-guided missile that's designed to intercept aircraft and blow them from the sky. It's the system believed to have been used by Russian separatists to shoot down a civilian airliner, Malaysian Airlines Flight MH17, over Ukrainian territory in 2014. But now the book is part of Ukraine's amazing story of resilience in the face of peril. They've turned the Russians' own weapon against them. And the book has been just one part of a remarkable hodgepodge of weaponry the Ukrainians have used to devastating effect in defending their homeland. But as the war stretches into a third year, the Ukrainians are running short of book missiles and of another critical missile, the S-300, which is also Russian-made. And that's where Australia comes in. Ukraine is asking Australia to give it 60 Australian-made lightweight tactical vehicles. They're called the Hawkeye, built in Bendigo for the Australian army by the French defence giant Thales.
1: The Hawkeye is a lightweight tactical vehicle that was introduced to replace the Army's Land Rover. They've been a long time coming, but they are, by all accounts, a very capable vehicle.
0: Ben Packham is the Australian's foreign affairs and defence correspondent.
1: They can do a whole lot of things, including command and control roles, reconnaissance. They can be used for electronic warfare, type rolls and they have a uh, or they can have a remote weapon station mounted on top of them. They do have some degree of armor and they have the V-shaped hull like the Bushmaster which was very important in Iraq and Afghanistan in deflecting IEDs that exploded under the vehicle. So they've got a great record in keeping people safe that is the Bushmaster and the Hawkeye is designed along the same lines.
0: One of the Hawkeye's capabilities is that ability to carry missiles. Australia already has a contract with American weapons giant Raytheon to arm the Hawkeyes with a new missile system called Land 19. The Hawkeye is not unlike the famous Bushmaster, also made in Australia by Thales, an armored vehicle that's turned out to be perfect for the rough terrain and harsh conditions of the Ukrainian landscape. Australia's given Ukraine scores of Bushmasters so far, and the Ukrainians say they've enabled them to get close to Russian positions undetected, and to keep their troops alive in engagements with the enemy. But there's a problem with the Hawkeye. There's something wrong with the ABS. That's anti-lock braking, the same system that keeps your Toyota Prado or Suzuki Swift from skidding across wet roads.
1: We revealed in November last year that this was an issue and that the vehicles were banned from driving on public roads and limited to 40 kilometres an hour on base until the problem was dealt with. Now, fast forward five months, Defence has completed extensive checks and now it believes that all 1,100 of the Army's Hawkeyes are going to need fixing and this is going to take some time.
0: The Ukrainians, to put it bluntly, do not care about some problem with the braking. They say the Hawkeyes would never get up to high speeds in Ukrainian conditions anyway. Their main use would be trundling across battlefields, not racing down highways. And in this terrifying conflict, a malfunction with the ABS seems like a first world problem.
1: And in fact, when you're using these types of vehicles off-road, You can actually turn the anti-lock braking system off anyway, which is typically what would be done because it can actually undermine your braking on already sort of uneven terrain.
0: Hawkeye has been designed to be very light, to fit under a helicopter for military operations, but at the same time provide levels of mine blast protection and ballistic protection, similar and comparable to a larger vehicle like the Bushmaster. That's Paul Harris from Tales, back when the deal to supply Hawkeye to the Australian Army was announced. Now the fleet of 1,100 Hawkeyes is puttering around bases at 40km an hour, while the Ukrainians beg for them.
1: I suspect the defence does not want to relinquish any of these vehicles because they are their sort of brand-new capability. And, you know, they want to play with them first, is my sort of personal view. It could also be a case of sort of bureaucracy gone mad. There is an issue, but it's not an issue that would really come into play for the Ukrainians.
0: The Hawkeyes have never been tested on the battlefield. Ukraine's ambassador to Australia is Vasil Miroshenko. Just like his president, Vladimir Zelensky, Miroshenko is not shy about asking for gear. And he says the Ukrainians are very happy to test out the Hawkeye for us. This is just one of the examples of how we can test Hawkeyes uh, and and then provide feedback to TALUS Australia, provide feedback to to Australian Defence Forces. There is no better way how to test it uh, uh, unless it's, it's a battlefield. That was Vasil Miroshenko speaking to Seven News back when Ukraine first asked for Hawkeyes last year. It was the former coalition government that bought the Hawkeyes for $2 billion. Back when they were announced, the then Chief of Army, Rick Burr, sang the Hawkeyes' praises.
1: It's highly networked, tremendous sensors, uh, and uh, remote weapon system, as you can see on this uh, version here today.
0: Uh, And it also has. Well, Well,
1: look, there's one ambassador in in Canberra that is doing an amazing job, and that is Ambassador Vasil. Morachenko, Ukraine's ambassador to Australia, he has been working pretty much round the clock, cajoling, hassling, meeting defence industry, meeting with defence ministers, the media, identifying systems that Ukraine could ask for and then making the case to do that. He was the one who really pushed initially for the Bushmasters. Australia's committed 90 Bushmasters. To Ukraine so far, I think it's got roughly two-thirds of those now. The Hawkeye is the the obvious next item for Ambassador Morachenko to go after and, indeed, in recent days we've seen Ukraine's, you know, incredible social media machine really push the case to get the Hawkeyes with a pretty sort of slick-looking video featuring ACDC music and really talking about the great capabilities of the Hawkeyes.
0: Ukraine's video posted on the Ministry of Defence's Twitter feed features ACDC's Back in Black, and the text on screen reads, We have a confession to make. We love armoured vehicles made in Australia. Since our friends down under gave us Bushmasters, our soldiers can't stop yabbering about how great these rigs are for beating back Russians. And now we have a new crush, Hawkeye. In a few days, it's already been viewed nearly 300,000 times.
1: You know, if I had to put money on it, I'd say we will at some point give the Ukrainians Hawkeyes. Hopefully it's sooner rather than later.
0: Coming up, this Hawkeye problem is disturbingly familiar for anyone who's been following Australia's defence acquisitions over the years. So why do we keep getting it wrong? Back at the start of this year, Australia was the largest non-NATO donor of weaponry and gear to Ukraine. Now we're sliding down the ranks. One of the weapons that's made the biggest difference in this conflict is the HIMARS, High Mobility Artillery Rocket System, made by Lockheed Martin in the United States. You've probably seen footage of this on TV, a gigantic battery that fires multiple missiles like a drumbeat. HIMARS was supplied by the U.S. to Ukraine on one big condition. It was not to be fired into Russian territory. But the HIMARS have been crucial in helping the Ukrainians destroy Russia's supply and ammunition depots. And there how the Ukrainians forced the Russians out of Kherson by destroying a critical bridge.
1: This is very much an artillery war, and Ukraine is desperate for more 155mm artillery shells, which are sort of the basic shell fired by NATO standard howitzers. The key capability that has really helped Ukraine turn this conflict against the Russians, at least thus far, has been the HIMARS, the launchers are very mobile. It's sort of fire and then move. And the Ukrainians have been very good at keeping the locations of those HIMARS secret from the Russians so they can keep on using them, basically.
0: The problems with the Hawkeyes' brakes, if you've been reading The Australian, this is going to sound pretty familiar. From our noisy submarines clanking around the South Pacific to a whole fleet of helicopters that had to be dumped because their doors didn't work properly... We've got a long history of getting big defence purchases wrong.
1: There's an array of problems with the procurement system. We take too long to buy things. We often change them to our own needs. The production runs are typically not huge, so issues will arise. Engine failure forced an MRH-90 to ditch into the sea during a routine military exercise at Jarvis Bay off the New South Wales south coast. According to a defence. I think it's the bureaucracy, the wheels of the bureaucracy moving very slowly. Unlike the Ukrainians, we're not in a sort of existential crisis. So, you know, things just move at their own pace at defence headquarters at Russell.
0: In two weeks from now, the government will unveil the long awaited defence strategic review. It's going to be a roadmap of how our military will operate in the next decade, while we're waiting for the giant new nuclear submarines deal with the US and UK to kick into gear. This next decade is going to be critical because defence experts are saying if we see a conflict in our own region over Taiwan, it's going to be within the next decade.
1: One of the big issues is that the procurement system is geared for a sort of Decade long cycle of identifying a need, ordering it, building it, and having it delivered. So, a big part of what the Defence Strategic Review will be doing is really putting the emphasis on getting capabilities quickly. You know, the government's already announced some measures to raise problems sooner to identify those more quickly, but I think we can expect the DSR to really look at this in a lot more detail.
0: Ben Packham is the Australian's Foreign Affairs and Defence Correspondent. The Australian leads the way in defence reporting, much to the irritation of the Defence Department at times, and will have unrivalled coverage of the Defence Strategic Review when it's handed down after Anzac Day. Our subscribers are always the first to know, and you can check out all our coverage right now at theaustralian.com.au.
1: Another one been shot with a shotgun and I got the overspray. Search for Crimex Plus
0: on Apple Podcasts to start digging deep into the world of true crime.